Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, November 17th, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. Yes, don't get confused, people. Don't get confused. I know that I'm on an odd time tonight. I'm on an odd time tonight. Um, but uh, it's only because I was at the Fox Nation Patriot Awards. I was at the Fox Nation Patriot Awards here in uh, Hollywood, Florida. I'm currently in the Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale area. And uh, I decided to go to the Fox uh, Nation Patriot Awards, which take, took place at the Hard Rock Casino Hotel. This is the fourth annual Fox Nation Patriot Awards. Um, so the I know the timing is a little odd. We're, we're airing at a quarter after nine Pacific, a quarter after 12 Eastern time tonight. Um, but this is our Thursday night show. And we're going to try to barrel through because, you know, I've had a very, very long day. And it was very exciting. It was very exciting. It was. It was packed. I mean, there were so many people. The, the auditorium was packed. And everyone from Fox News was there. I mean, everyone. Everyone was there. Basically, well, let's see. Sean Hannity was there. And Tucker Carlson was there. And and Will Cain was there. And Rachel Campos Duffy was there. And Brian Kilmeade was there. And Steve Ducey was there. And and everyone was there. The whole crew. The whole crew was there. So it was actually really, really... It was actually very uh, emotional, actually, when you watch them give the awards out. They gave out six major awards to, they're called Patriot Awards, but it's basically heroes, you know? I mean, uh, people have done heroic things over the past year. And they range from cops who stopped crazy drivers from running into marathon runners to um, a, a, a man who... Uh, has committees that he holds, roundtables that he holds with people who are World War II veterans, the ones that are still around, and people who tell stories about about World War II veterans and people they know who are in World War II just to keep the memory of World War II and what the men and women who served went through. Um, just incredibly, really emotional stuff. It really was. Um, Missouri, you know, a lot of, you know, trying to hold back the tears most of the night. But... It was very well done. Uh, Pete Hegseth was the uh, MC, And um, I was lucky enough, actually, I was standing outside <clears throat> before waiting to go in. And I met a, uh, a Vietnam vet who was in Vietnam. I believe he said 68 and 69, 68 and 69. And we spoke a little bit about um, about uh, his, his experience there. And I believe now he's said he let's see he's seventy about seventy six years old now. You know, it's the amazing thing is that, and then I ended up sitting with him. Had my own seat, but I wanted to sit with him, and we sat and we talked a lot about you know what he did in Vietnam and his experiences there. And he was wearing his hat. Uh, it was the eighty second, and people would come up to him. And you know, this is a good crowd here. This is a very patriotic crowd here who believes in the military. And he, everyone would come up and say thank you for your service. And you had, there were many people, you know, a lot of Vietnam vets there who were talking to each other. 
And uh, it, it was really interesting because he, um, when I think of Vietnam veterans, right? Sometimes when we think of Vietnam veterans, for some reason, I always have this picture in my mind of like, you know, uh, the, the, like coming home, like the, the, you know, MASH, right? Like the, that was the Korean War. But, you know, the, the hippie kind of, you know, uh, vet, you know, uh, a, 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 a Vietnam veteran being someone maybe who smokes a lot of weed, you know, long hair and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, would, would recount, you know, war stories. And um, what's amazing is that 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 picture I have probably a lot of it from the movies, of course, of Vietnam veterans being kind of like, you know, uh, spaced out kind of people. It's obviously not true. Um, in fact, the Vietnam veterans now are basically just like, you know, had become basically like World War II veterans, right? Most of them were in their 70s. And um, they, uh, they look and they act and they talk like very much like World War II veterans. And so it's a t- totally different picture, you know, of a Vietnam veteran, especially when you go to a, uh, an event like this and there's so many, there's so many Vietnam veterans there and you say, wow, you know, my, the whole perception, you know, of Vietnam and the war and the people who fought in it, um, a lot of it is obviously produced by, <clears throat> by Hollywood. Um, but when you're actually start talking to them, you know, you'll learn a lot about what they, uh, what, what they did, what they went through. I actually talked to him about his time in boot camp and he told me about his uh, boot camp in the, in the Ozarks with a Puerto Rican drill instructor. He said, who was, you know, hard as nails. And he said, he was like the kind of guy, you know, those long matches they have, the real long ones that he could just, you know, whip it across his cheek and light it. That's the kind of guy he seemed to be just hard as nails kind of drill instructor. Uh, and in that regard, I guess maybe the kind of drill instructor we have seen in in uh, in movies. Um, but it was it was a really interesting night. It really was. It was a really really interesting night, and it was also it was also good because you know uh, you really get to get together with people who are just like minded. I mean, it's amazing in this crazy world where we watch Democrats doing these incredibly bat crap crazy things that have no common sense attached to any of them. And then you meet people and you gather with people who, you know, who think like you do. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a heartening, it's a heartening moment. It's a heartening event. And, but once again, as Pete Hegseth said, and if you have Fox Nation, uh, you can watch it. And as Pete, as Pete Hegseth said, it's not, it was do a couple of political jabs, you know, at Biden whatever Pelosi, but it was, it was really a non-political event. And all this stuff should be non-political when you're talking about honoring heroic cops or people who honor World War II uh, veterans or whatever it may be, or a guy like Frank Siller who does the Tunnel of the Tower, Tunnel of the Towers. There's no real, there's, there shouldn't be any politics involved in any of that stuff. You shouldn't say, well, you know, the mostly right-wing groups support this and mostly left-wing groups support these great heroes that they're, they're not real heroes because only because they seem to, for some reason the right wing seems to honor these certain people and then you might have people on the left who honor different people but they're all heroes you know they're all heroes and it's really non-political and it, it really shouldn't be political um but i do recommend if, if you if you've never gone to one of these things that next year you go to the fifth one the fifth annual uh fox nation patriot wars and 
you can uh, experience it for yourself. Because like I said, it is it is very emotional when you see selfless things that people do. And it's actually, for the two and a half hours, it was nice that you, you're, 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 you're seeing people who are selfless. We live in such a selfish world, people doing things for themselves. That when you see these incredibly selfless things, uh, Enos Cantor Freedom received the first award. He was there. You know, his his, his uh, attempts to expose the NBA and their connections with China. And he talked about how he lost so many friends and, you know, the cancel culture, especially friends in the NBA who want to make money off of, you know, endorsements that are connected to China, Nike and such. And... Um, and how he's lost all these people. Because, of course, these athletes need this money, right? They can't, they can't live without this extra money. They don't make enough money. You know, you're making 15, 20 million a year. It's not enough. You have to have endorsements. And it's worth losing friends <laughs> over this. It's worse, than, it's, worse, it's worse like supporting China, communist China, to make a few extra bucks when you're already making $20 million a year. It's so, it's so absurd. It's so absurd. You know? Uh, so he was there. He accepted an award. Um so, like I said, it, it was it was it was a very heartening event. It was really, I think, re really uh, worth going to. Um, and like I said, if you have Fox Nation, you can watch it. Um, and you should get Fox Nation. It's actually really good. They have some really good programming there. I think it's maybe five dollars a month. It's not very expensive. It's not nearly as expensive as uh, Twitter or Netflix or Starbucks or anything like that. So. It's certainly worth 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 uh, taking a look at. Um, so that's why I'm on at an odd time because I, I was at the the awards and it was at the Hard Rock Hotel and it was just, you know, it was just a lot of people. I mean, that Hard Rock Hotel and casino here in in in, uh, in Florida and in Hollywood, Florida is almost like a mini Vegas. I mean, it's packed. It's packed with people. You you think you're in Las Vegas? Luckily, I'm not a gambler. I'm not a gambler. So uh, I didn't uh, spend any money that way. Um, but, you know, then I come out of the awards and I'm looking at my Twitter feed. And first of all, everyone's going crazy thinking that Twitter's going to go away. Some, something's going to happen where Twitter's gone, Twitter's disappearing, something about locking people out. I don't know. It's not going to happen. People go and see, you know, everything, that was, everything now is hysterical. Everything now is hysterical. You know, there's, there's some worry that some woke ex-Twitter employees are going to take over or shut down the platform. But that's not going to happen. But I see people doing these goodbyes on Twitter. I mean, these incredibly ridiculous goodbyes. Well, if I never see you again, it was wonderful corresponding with you. It was great corresponding with you. You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, they, like they're going to go away forever. But uh, so I come out and that craziness is happening. Um, but then you see other stuff going on, such as. Well, I, I, I guess I'll talk about the good before the bad. And the good is that the House is going after Joe Biden. Well, not just after Joe Biden. And I've, I've talked about, you know, the House of Representatives and winning the House back so we can get all these committees going and so on and so forth. And they can do the oversight, which is what they're supposed to do. But it's 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 just total. It, it seems to be now that the, the 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 House, the new House, and the leaders are ready 
already for for real investigations. And so the Hunter Biden one is one of them, you know, the, and, and Joe's connections. And they made it clear it was about Joe Biden, not not just Hunter Biden. It was about what Joe Biden had to do with it, what Joe Biden's part in it is. And um, that's important, but also more important, I would say, is is COVID. And not just, I heard Kevin McCarthy today talking about COVID and the investigations need to be about the origins of COVID. And I, I totally agree. The origins are important to find out what the origins were. But, you know, equally important, if not more important, I'd say, is more than that. It's the lockdowns. It's the restrictions. It's the keeping kids out of schools. It's all of that that needs to be investigated. It's the vaccines and the idea that they were never really tested for efficacy, that we were lied to over and over again about things. This is what needs to be investigated also. This is why Fauci needs to be up there answering for this stuff. Um, all the stuff that really destroyed lives, killed people, destroyed the economy. This stuff needs to be needs to be talked about. I mean, it absolutely needs to be talked about. So uh, my hope is that the House will continue. The House will continue to uh, to do their job. To do their job, and and don't let the Democrats fool you into believing, oh, this is about this is vindictiveness, and this is you know this this is from the party, the so-called vindictiveness is from the party who impeached Trump twice. Okay, so they can shove their vindictiveness up their asses. This is about oversight. This is about what is the job of the House of Representatives, and oversight is one of those jobs. Checks and balances for the executive is one of those jobs. And that's something we have not seen in a very, very long time. We haven't seen it in a very long time. So we really need, we really need that kind of uh, oversight again. And I think we're going to get it. I mean, they, they, they seem pretty gung-ho about it. You know, they seem pretty gung-ho about it, which is a, which is a good thing. So uh, that's my hope is that that will continue and we'll get some real investigations and hopefully some real answers. And, you know, another reason why it, it's so important, another reason why it's so important to do these investigations is that this the COVID stuff is not over. Remember we just heard from him a couple of weeks ago about how we need to forgive and forget and move on? Well, not two weeks after that horrible, ridiculously idiotic article in The Atlantic saying we need to just forgive and forget and move on. Not two weeks after that, after that, if we see that published, L.A. County now is going back towards mask mandates again. L.A. County today said they now strongly recommend people wear masks again indoors. Now, we how many times have we been through this? We know what comes after, we know what comes after recommend, strongly recommend, right? What comes after strongly recommend, mandate. We know that. I mean, we, we've seen this game played at least 20 times before over the last three years. So we know what's coming next. And we know then it'll be other places in, in California, like my city of San Francisco, and they can shove their masks up their ass. In fact, maybe I'll go to City Hall and shove a few up London Breeze ass because that's basically what they can do with their masks this time. Seriously. I don't think, we, I don't think non-compliance is even good enough now. I think we need to start shoving masks up people's asses and you know where's. That's what we need to start doing. Um, because this is, when are these fucking idiots going to stop? Are these fucking idiots ever going to stop? We're going to have to make them stop. 
we're going to have to make them stop. That's it. We're going to have to do that. That's what we're going to have to do now. So there needs to be major investigations. The Democrats, it's funny, these people ask for, oh, please, please forgive us, forgive and forget. And then they don't want investigations, yet they still want to continue. They still want to continue torturing us with this shit. Yet they don't want, they want us to forgive and forget. Yet how can we forget and forgive when they keep doing these fucking things to us? This is almost like someone who like um, it, tortures you and then asks for forgiveness, then continues to torture you. What? What the fuck are you talking about? Seriously. So that's why we need these hearings. The House needs to have these hearings about COVID because they need to be embarrassed. As they continue to do this shit, they need to be embarrassed. They need to be exposed for what they've done over the last three years. And the more, the more and more they want to keep doing this stuff, the more we have to investigate. See, the more they keep torturing us, the more we're going to have to torture them back by investigating their garbage. And not forgiving and forgetting, but crucifying. Not forgiving and forgetting, but crucifying and punishing. Because they obviously deserve that. Every day they seem to deserve it a little bit more. And Barbara Farrar, that, that skeleton on legs, that ugly skeleton on legs, that facha brut skeleton on legs, needs to go into the La Brea tar pits. She goes into La Brea tar pits and she can dissolve because that's basically all she's good for. Um, I hate them. You know that, right? I mean, I've, I've talked about them enough that, you know, I hate these people. These people are despicable. They're disgusting. They're absolutely vile. Vile, vile individuals. And I think at this point now, we need to just spit in their faces. Literally, figuratively, any way you want to do it, any way you want to take it. Um, because it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not enough to just complain about it and say, we're not going to do it now. You know, um, we've, we've talked about this in the past that, you know, we, we cannot do it, but then we can't do things, right? Or then we're always fighting people, right? Why should we fight people? Why, why should we fight each other? We shouldn't fight each other. We should fight them. We shouldn't, we shouldn't punch each other in the nose. We should put, punch them in the nose. I mean, that, that's basically what it comes down to. That's what we should do. They'll never stop. They'll never stop. They don't care. Look, I've talked about this. They don't care that China and Japan have been wearing masks since the, the beginning of time. They've never stopped wearing masks through this entire COVID period. Even people that didn't wear masks before, which is very small parts of the population of China, have now worn them for three years. On top of that, all their mitigation methods they've taken, the constant lockdowns, and their cases are going up. Once again, you can't use logic with these people because they don't want to hear logic. They don't want to hear logic. They are stuck in their narrative of control, and that's all they seem to care about. They are stuck in their narrative of control, and that's all they give a shit about. So it's time to just it's time to just fight back. All right. It's time to fight back by any means necessary and settle their hash. Um it, it it doesn't matter what happened. What happened to it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That it hasn't worked five times, six times, seven times. It doesn't matter. How, how many times will we promise this would get us back to normal? So the seventy five thousand jabs they didn't get us back to normal. Weren't we told they get us back to normal? Actually, we were told the first two would. 
we were told the first two jabs would get us back to normal. Are we, are we back to normal? Five, five, six jabs in? Are we back to normal that we have to do this masking thing every few months or every winter? Is that, is that back to normal? Is that normal? I don't remember normal being that. Do you remember normal being that? Maybe it's a different alternate universe normal of the shit liberal brain. Maybe that's what it is. An alternate normal of the shit liberal melted, melted diseased brain. Because it's not any normal I remember. I don't remember this. I don't, I don't remember this at all. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember wearing masks constantly or every flu season before 2020. I don't, I don't recall that. I don't recall that unless I'm, unless I'm not thinking right, unless I'm, I'm having a Biden moment. I don't, I don't recall that as being normal in my life. Was it normal in your life? <clears throat> Um, as, as John Ziegler says, and when LA County cases keep going up, their solution will be to mask harder and the pathetic local news media will just keep pretending this isn't, this isn't totally insane that we don't have two years of real world, world data proving what religious nonsense this all is. 100% right. 100% right. No doubt about it. Now, didn't I tell you this? I know I told you this. Didn't I tell you if Democrats won, they would do this again? Well, in these areas like L.A., they won. And they're doing it again nine days after they won. But I told you this. I told you. If Democrats weren't wiped out, they would do this again. And they weren't wiped out. And they're doing it again. Didn't I? I, told, I, t- I know that. I can, replay the, I can replay my shows from the last several months. And I told you this is what would happen. I told you this. This is why I don't. It's tough. It's tough saying these things because I live in San Francisco. So I'm kind of like cursing myself. But I know I didn't vote for this. But the people who voted for this stuff deserve it. The people who voted for Democrats, they deserve crime. They deserve being in fear of their lives. They deserve having masks shoved in their mouths every few weeks. They deserve it. They deserve all of it. They deserve their businesses to be. If you if you own a business, and you vote a Democrat. Your business should be shut down. You absolutely deserve it. You deserve you deserve the representation you get. You deserve the pain you inflict upon yourself. And so this is what they've done. They've inflicted this pain upon themselves. And so they deserve it. So once again, anyone who voted for a Democrat, I don't want to hear you crying about crime. I don't want to hear you crying about your friend got stabbed or your, 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 your friend got raped or your friend got shot or your friend got pushed onto a subway platform or your, your business closed because people can't go eat out or they don't want to bother eating out with masks. So I don't want to hear any of this shit from you. I don't. I don't want to hear it. You should be miserable and you deserve to be miserable until you fucking learn how to vote the right way or just stay the fuck home and let the adults go vote. All right? Don't let your, don't let your ballot be harvested by the left. Don't have a ballot to harvest. Don't give your ballot to the children of the corn. No sympathy, zero sympathy. I deserve sympathy. People who voted Republican deserve the sympathy of torture, the torture the Democrats can inflict on us in blue cities and blue states. This is this even looks worse and seems worse and feels worse being in the free state of Florida right now and going to a casino where no one had a mask on. You know, I just noticed, I'm trying to think, you know, I didn't even... I'm in Florida, so I'm not even taking note of the mask thing because so few people are wearing them. But I'm trying to think, in that packed casino, did I see anybody with a mask on? 
I don't think like no. If if it was, it was so few people that it did not register. Maybe a couple of people now that I look think about it. But not many. I mean, it was it was literally like ninety eight percent non masked. All right. So when you when you're in a place that's like that, that more resembles the normal world, and then you see that what you're doing, what they're doing back home, is this abnormal uh, medieval medicine bullshit again. It makes me even more upset. It makes me even more upset. It makes me not want to go back. But I've held that. I've had that feeling every time I've left California over the last three years. I don't want to go back. I go back because I have to go back, not because I want to go back. I want to make that clear. I go back because I have to go back, not because I want to go back. Okay, it's not like I like. It's not like I'm a, I'm a I'm a sadist, you know. Or, I'm sorry, masochist. Masochist, yes. They're sadistic, right? Yeah, they're they're the sadistic ones. You have to excuse me. I've had a long day, and it was a long night at the Fox <laughs> Nation Patriot Awards. Yeah, but I'm not a masochist. You know, I, I don't I don't want to deal with that stuff. You know, I don't want to be tortured by these people. One day, hopefully, I won't have to be. Um, it's it's just it it's it's it, it's absolutely never it. The absolute unmitigated balls to even talk about masks again, let alone highly recommend them before they mandate them again, is absolutely. I mean, the balls on these people, really. You know, I was talking to that Vietnam veteran at the at the uh, at the at the awards. And I told him, you know, I always get great sympathy. It's a great way to garner sympathy from people. To say you're from California. And then even when you say you're from like LA or San Francisco, you garner even more sympathy. There's no more sympathy than being from San Francisco, California or LA, California. You get incredible sympathy, especially from people on the right who live in places like Florida. And we were talking about how Newsom and all these other Democrats who had all these mandates for, for two years made everyone else do them, but of course they defied them. You know, they went out to the French Laundry, London Breed went out, you know, partying at clubs. It's, it's almost like they're, they're like, they're basically saying, I dare you to do something about it. I'm going to flaunt this in your face and I dare you to do something about it. And no one does anything about it. You see, no one does anything about it. So they can do it over and over and over again with zero consequence, with absolute zero consequence and i told you this was going to happen i told you and this is why the republicans missed out on a great opportunity because they should have been running ads saying this is going to happen again they didn't push the COVID thing they hardly spoke about it they should have said this is exactly what's going to happen if you vote democrat and maybe they would have won more maybe they won the senate because here we are again. You know what people thought, especially Democrats, because they're naive and pretty stupid, is they thought, no, it's over, right? Didn't they think that? They thought, no, it's over. Yeah, maybe it wasn't great, but it was, it's over. See, they're, so, they're such idiots. Just like they thought they were going to get their students' loans, their student loans canceled. Just like they thought Roe was going to be codified. They also thought that COVID was over, that these agencies would not dare do these things again after all of this time had passed and after their president. Didn't their fucking senile old fuck president just say that the pandemic is over two months ago? Didn't he just, didn't he just go around that plant two months ago and he was walking around saying, look, no one's wearing masks the way it should be. Isn't that great? And the pandemic is over. Didn't that old fool 
who shakes hands with invisible people and doesn't know how to exit a fucking stage, how pathetic an old fool he is. Didn't he just say that? Didn't he say the pandemic is over? So I want to ask Barbara Farrar, the, the, the walking skeleton. Well, what, what, didn't, didn't your president that you love, that you get on your knees for on a daily basis, didn't he say the pandemic was over? What do you do? So if the pandemic is over and your president said it's great, no one's wearing masks, why are you bringing back masks again? Are you saying your president's a fucking old, senile, demented fuck? Is that what you're saying? Okay, so you, you, have, to, you have to be saying that, right? You have to be agreeing with me and all, every Republican that was in that room tonight that I was in in, in, the, in the Hard Rock Casino, that your president is an old, demented, senile fuckhead. Okay, Barbara, say that. I tell you, if Barbara Farr said that, I'd wear a mask. That's a deal. Jay, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm all right. How are you? All right, what's going on, Jay? How are you doing tonight? Good. Uh, how are you doing? I'm all right. A little tired, but I'll I'll, I'll survive. Sorry, are you a are you like a credentialed um, reporter then? No. Why? Oh, because you, you were, I thought you said you were in the room with them tonight. No, no, it was just the people, the audience. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Fox Nation Patriot Awards. I was there in the audience with every other person. Yeah, yeah, just the audience. Oh, you were in the audience. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were like a press I, box I, or I, I, I've done that media thing before. And I, I find that if you're going to something that you want to have some fun, you shouldn't go as a, as a person. <laughs> you shouldn't go as a media person because you really can't have fun. Because, you know, a media person is supposed to be objective. You know that, right? It's supposed, you're yeah. supposed to be objective. So I always find that if I'm going to do something where I'm going to want to enjoy and have a good time, don't ask for a press credential. Just pay the so money. So I take it you're conservative, right? Say again? I take it you're conservative. I don't know. I don't know. I don't labels. I I don't know. I, no, labels, I feel you, Ben. I don't. I don't rock with labels either. Yeah. But my my question is, do you think? What do you think is the like the engineering behind this feud, or this developing feud bef- between Trump and DeSantis? Like, do you fear this is gonna? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad divide the party so that no, the Dems I'll tell you what, win. Jay, great. I'm glad you did because I was going to forget about this because I'm so t- uh, the uh, I, I wanted to find the vibe of the room tonight. You know that of the of the awards, and since they're all Republicans, and I wanted to to get a vibe of did they do they like DeSantis or do they like Trump? And anytime DeSantis and Trump were both mentioned, it only happened a couple of times. I, I got a feeling that they were all behind both of them. Does that sound weird to you? It, it, but this way, at this stage, I feel that they're open to both of them, and I, that 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 was the that was the vibe I got tonight from that crowd. But do you worry that the you, fighting between them will cause? Oh, between the two of them, the two of them. You mean the two the two candidates? Yeah, um, the two candidates. Do you think the fighting will like cause uh, enough like doubters so that the Dem? Um. No, I mean, we always say that, right? Every primary season, we say that. We say, oh, we don't want to bloody each other. We don't want to put dents and chinks in each other's armor. And I think that is always refuted by that a good, strong, fought primary is good because the person will come out of it having had a real fight and be battle tested. I like to take the, the latter. I like to take that uh, from those things. I, I, think, I think primary is good. And I think... Thinking that it's just going to be DeSantis and Trump is wrong. I mean, once again, I was talking to people tonight, and I think it's going to be DeSantis, Trump, Pence, Pompeo, 
maybe Nikki Haley, maybe it might be seven to 10 people. So I don't, yes, DeSantis and Trump are the two alpha males, right? Okay. They're the two front runners now, but I would never underestimate the appeal of a guy like Mike Pence within that dynamic of two alpha males who have very powerful, strong voices with a guy who is a very soothing, calm, Reagan-esque type quality, which is exactly what people might be in the mood for now. You know, um, it's been over four decades since we had someone like that. So he, they, he could sneak in there. You know, DeSantis and Trump could split votes. You know, that, that's that, Jay, that is a possibility that when it comes to primaries, that DeSantis and Trump could split votes between the alpha male group and the guy like Mike Pence can sneak in, you know, or, or, or Mike, Mike Pence, Pence will get dude. Say again? I think Mike Pence is a little spineless. He's once again in, in this current political climate, his his pens his pensiveness can be mistaken for having no spine. Do but you that, think he should that, have uncertified that, the like saying, results? Well, hold on. Before you, it might be like saying that, that's kind of like saying Reagan had no spine. Did he not have a spine? I mean, he was a very soft spoken guy who was the kind of guy where you felt like even if you disagreed with him, you can go to bed knowing he wasn't going to do something crazy. You know, and I think that that he'd be competent, you know, and I think with the election results, I think Mike Pence did what he had to do. I think he did the right thing. You know, he, you the Constitution. So? Says, yeah, the Constitution pretty much says that he has to do what he did. I mean, he was really just following what the Constitution said the vice president has to do. The vice president can't just go rogue and decide, well, you know, think about that, because then every vice president. So would do, do you that, think right? election they, fraud is real? Yeah, I think election the election system, the way we do it is not working and it makes people think, think there's fraud do you think the do you think the fraud is real do you really think they're, they're cooking the system fully i would like i would like proof i would like more proof than this doesn't look good you know i mean that's what we say a lot let's be honest we say okay carrie lake ran against dobbs dobbs is secretary of state she didn't recuse herself it took eight days to get the results and she wins it doesn't look good it doesn't look good it looks horrible it looks horrible but i'd like some evidence that okay but how how about trump you know how about trump you know and biden were literally three thousand three hundred thousand votes all for biden come in at 3 a.m middle of the night in philadelphia these key states yeah once again i've seen reports of that stuff i don't know how much of it is is why the liberals pushing for these mail-in ballots they're like don't go to the polls you know just mail in your vote. Just <clears throat> well, that mail was, in your vote. Yeah, I mean, and that was the 2020 thing, right? Don't go. You don't have to go to the polls because of COVID. We don't want people going. You know, you're afraid to go to the poll. This, this, okay, Jay. The whole idea in 2020 is that people are afraid to go to the polls. So unless they vote from home, they're not going to vote. And Democrats didn't want that. They're like, they want people to vote. Usually, the more people who vote, the better Democrats do. And so they wanted people to vote. So they said, okay, we'll, we'll do the mail-in ballots this time, right, because of COVID. The, the problem is, is that here we are doing it again. And in The problem is they count those after the fact, you know, and well, that's what's sus to me is like, if anything, count those before the poll days, you know, because – I'm like, with you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Republicans yeah. are winning in the polls. It's like, oh, they're ahead. And then it's like – I'm with you on that. Oh, just kidding. We're going to wait eight days. Plus, and then- Democrats do something that's legal, legal – but the Republicans don't like it, but it's legal, which is called ballot harvesting. You know, they go out and collect people's ballots. You know, you go to a community and you have them give you 
do you have someone collect them and then they bring them to the election bureau, whatever it is. And that's very, that's totally legal. Republicans never liked that idea because they thought that it makes it easier for fraud to be committed, but it's legal and Democrats do it and they get a lot of votes that way. And they've been getting votes. They've been beating Republicans in the last two election cycles because they do that and Republicans don't. But now I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing all these Republican Republicans saying we're now going to start ballot harvesting too. And I think that's what you got to do. You got, in other words, you got to beat the Democrats at their own game. I don't think you can know, you know, as they say, we know what the Democrats are going to do, and the Democrats do it, and Republicans cry about it. To me, that's not a, that's not a winning strategy. Uh, strategy. You have to do it better than they do it, right? Yeah. That's it's just hard to trust when the media is the one that's calling the like. Why are they calling these results? You know, you and mean? it's like, and I think the craziest thing they always do. I mean, they have look. The whole idea behind calling who the winner is is a mathematical equation. You know, yeah. it's how many votes are in, where are the votes coming from. But I'll the, tell you, the media loves to call the Democrats early, but they hate to call the Republicans even when it's <laughs> obviously that, that is the perception. And you know, with the House, there was more. The, the, we saw that with the House lately, right? Where, like, they were not this decision desk, which has been very on decision desk headquarters, has called things one to three days before. The mainstream media, the NBC News and AP and the official ones. So you remember two days ago, three days ago, decision desk headquarters called the House for the Republicans. And it took like two days. It took two days for NBC and the AP to catch up. And of course they did. And election headquarters had never, decision desk has never been wrong. They've never called anything and then had to take it back. So why, you're right, why drag your feet? It seemed like the mainstream media was dragging their feet because they were in no rush to call the House for Republicans. And if the House had gone, if it was Democrats, they would have called it right away. Right. right. You know, so does that <laughs> they, problem they called too? Newsom. I thought it was funny. They called Newsom like with 40 percent of the votes counted. It's like, I mean, of course, like California is going to go blue, but I just think it's kind of. Still hey, look, they, could call, they could call Newsom with minus zero percent. Of yeah. the balance counted, man. I mean, that's sake they could, and it wouldn't be. Dude, biased. that guy is so fucking. Oh my god. Yeah, we talked about that tonight too. The fact he that looks this, like that serial killer in American Psycho. He looks. Oh yeah, that's very. That's good. Yeah, uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, American Psycho. Yeah, exactly. The hair gel is perfect. But he yeah. looks like in more anorexic form. You yeah, know? it's like the hair gel is almost exactly. His face that. is like his cheeks are like concave, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing about Gavin Newsom that's so hilarious is that he would think he, th- he th- do you believe he's going to run for president? That he thinks that the rest of the country wants to be like California? I mean, it's no. absurd. It's absurd. Are you in Florida? Right now, I am. Yeah, I'm in Florida. I'll, yeah, yeah. Florida. I just came to Texas. You're in Texas? Yeah, well, I just escaped California, came to Texas. Oh, you, you left California? Yeah. Ah. Oh, oh, interesting. And what part of Texas did you move to? Uh, I don't really want to say, but, I mean, there's only three major cities, right? <laughs> well, I guess there's four, if you count San Antonio. The San Antonio, there's Houston. There's Austin. There's and Austin and Dallas. Okay, there you go. He lives one, in one, one of those... those- He's a mystery man. He's in a secret location. He's in a secret location. Bro, what's your you street? Want what's your address? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, these are big cities. But but you went to Texas, but you still went to a city, right? You still went to a city that's probably run by a Democrat. They all are, aren't they? 
I think they all are. Yeah. I mean, all major cities pretty much are, right? I think, but you know, here's the interesting thing, Mike, is, you know, you look at, take, takes the Texas cities, for example, you look at the, okay, yeah, there's, they're so big. There's like, you know, really like eight or 10 counties that encompass the whole thing, right? It's like, the only part of, of the major cities in Texas that are blue is literally just the inner metropolitan area. You mm. know, like the people that live in the high rises in the city, that's mm. it. And, yeah. And that, that's like a 70-30 split, something right. like that, like 65-35. But as soon as you, as you leave those counties, every single bordering county is either 50-50 split, which is like a significantly different, or it's like, 70 30 republican yeah you know yeah um, yeah but at least so you're in a state run by a republican governor right, right. Yeah. and and most people well not everybody that like you know commutes to a city or goes to a city like lives in the exact metropolitan county you know so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's i would say that you know my experience is uh it, it feels more like 50 50 you know yes and which is it's it, I mean even that is I think a huge difference than California and the biggest thing in California difference from California I've noticed is that in California there's there's no respect for for people that are conservative like there's just this like some reason people in California think that they can just like completely disrespect and insult anybody on the right you know it's just like oh those pieces of shit like they're terrible like I hate them they're the antichrist yeah but it's like and it's so it's so messed up because they just think they're impunity you know they just think they can just be disrespectful but you come to texas even in the liberal parts like there's a healthy respect because they know it's texas right they know that your neighbor could be conservative or your teacher or your coworker, right or your or the or, or the stranger you know the person you go and get your sandwich from at the small business, you know. Right, so, right. Here in California, especially like San Francisco, it's, you, everyone's a liberal, right? I mean, yeah. it's very rare. I mean, look, I'm not. A few people aren't, but 95 percent chance the person you're talking to is is going to love Nancy Pelosi, right? <laughs> you know? So you're you're kind of living in hiding there. Yeah, exactly. You know? you're, Jay, you, you put can't it, voice your opinion. Way to put it. You're living in hiding. You're living in hiding. You are. You cannot admit if you're in San Francisco. You cannot admit that you don't. You first of all, you, it's not even admitting that you like Trump in San Francisco. You can't even say you just don't totally despise him. Isn't that crazy? That's just yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. You can you can say you're a HIV positive heroin addict, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're amazing." <laughs> 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 you say you're conservative. They're like, oh my god! I don't think anyone's bragging of being an HIV positive But I get your crazy? point. You know I what's crazy? <laughs> In San Francisco during COVID, you had to present your vaccine pass oh, we, 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 at, we, at a I, restaurant at the door of a restaurant. No, but, but that's where. But I live, guess man. what? Of course, you know that. If I, you I, have, if you have AIDS. In San Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah. By yeah. law, you do not have to tell your sexual partner that you're no, positive. Of course not. No, of How course. the fuck does that make sense? No, don't don't look at common sense when it comes to de- liberals. There's no common sense. There's no you have common. To wear s- a mask to yeah, protect people from something a little bit worse than the flu. Yeah, you can. By, by law, but mm-hmm. something that is guaranteed to kill somebody, mm-hmm. you don't yeah. have to disclose that. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, just also, also the, the just if you want to just look at it from a COVID standpoint, the idea that you can have a COVID vaccine pass 
And yet we know that the vaccines don't stop the spread. So then what you get are a bunch of people spreading it to each other. Exactly. <laughs> a bunch of people spreading it to each other. It's, it's so like you're, you're, yeah, and you're injecting so part of the disease in you. Yeah, and we know the people who are vaccinated, whether they want to admit to it, I don't give a fuck. We know the people who are vaccinated are getting it more than people who aren't vaccinated. And they're so getting you're it not? Times. No. No. Oh, a- amen, brother. I'm not. No, either. no, I'm not vaccinated. But it feels like I'm in the minority, man. It's it's hard. Oh, you're like, in the minority. The majority. Like, of like I said, man, when when I was back out in Cali, you know, for two years, man, it was rough. Every single person I met, first thing they ask, "Are you vaccinated?" I'd say no. Be like, okay, for wouldn't talk to me. Like ignored me, ghosted me. You know, like literally, I would meet a girl, like, you know, on a dating app or whatever. Or I'd meet a girl in person, you know, it's going well, right? Like they like me, everything's going well. It's like they ask that question, I say no. It's like, oh, okay. They just treat me like you're not human, you know? Yeah, I know. Well, I, I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of that, you know. But the, the real answer when someone asks you're vaccinated is, I mean, the real answer is it's none of your fucking business. Right. That's it's my really. medical. It's my personal medical choice. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I want you to, if you if you meet a girl, you should ask. You know, you know what your Give me your, give me the chart of your, uh, you know, menstruation cycle. <laughs> give me your weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me your menstruation cycle chart. Let me check that out. Make sure, make sure it, I, it's okay with me. Make sure everything works. And it's so stupid. I mean, it, it's, it's people would never ask that for anything else, right? They would never ask that for anything else. That's it, you know. No. And and it's it's amazing that they felt they were once again they were emboldened by. These people like Gavin Newsom to ask that question. They were emboldened by their leaders to ask those kinds of questions when they have no real right to ask those kinds of questions in medical privacy laws. You know, yeah. and, and, and medical privacy laws, some people say it doesn't apply to dating, but it does apply to work, workspaces. And, you know, they were asking you for a vaccine card. You could not keep your job. Right. So are you from Florida? Or do you live in Florida or no? No, I'm just visiting. No, I'm just oh, visiting. really? Where are you from? Well, I'm from I'm sorry, I'm from New York originally, but I live in San Francisco now. Oh no way, man! Yeah. So, so you know what it's like, then? Of course, I know what it's like. I'm tortured so on. Do, daily, have tortured you, met, on daily have you met people? Have you met people in the last couple of years that, you, when you tell them you're not, they just like stop talking to you? No, I, I will tell you that I've not. I, I think it's gotten. Let's put it this way: I, I have I've met a lot of friends. Daniel's one of them who's on the Daniel right now, who's on as a on the call queue along with. I'll get to you soon, Daniel and Sarha. Sarha, uh-huh, I think it's a different name, but anyway, Jay. Uh, so I, I've met people who um, uh, like are like minded. You know, I got a group of people who are like me. You know, like minded people. Um, but. For the people who I know who are not like me, who are liberals, I think it's gotten through the grapevine that I'm not vaccinated, and they don't they don't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's come down to. So no no one has really asked me if I'm vaccinated, only because I think they know I'm not, and they don't want to bring it up. Well, that's good that they don't like throw away your friendship. I guess it really depends on like how crazy and how like you know brainwashed they really are, because. I think there definitely are people. I mean, my parents were like, pretty much, you can't come visit us for six months. <laughs> like, what? I really? know. I know. I, I didn't but, think it would go that far. I was like, come on, I'm your son. Like, you see, half of my, uh, half of my, uh, how is it? The, some of my, some of my parental units um, are Republicans, so they know it's all bullshit. 
Um, even if they're vaccinated, they know it's not. Something yeah, now they know it's bullshit. True. Yeah, and the and the other half know. You know, it's like people just know it's like you you're gonna. I would never. If anyone had done that to me, over that period of time, I'd make it very clear to them that once the smoke settles, I'm not coming back in their life. Right. I think that's that's what people didn't do. You know, that the assumption was from a lot of people that oh, I'll disown you for six months. Like they gave you a time period, right? Six months. And then you'll come back into my life after I allow you to again. No, my feeling is people should have made it clear that this is now forever. Understand? Yeah. Make your decision because this is forever. This is this is forever. Make your decision. And I think if, if, if enough people had stood up and done that, people would have backed down. Yeah. Because they thought it would be just temporary. And those people would come running back to them in six months or a year. They felt that they could do that to people. You know? It's, it's just – it's really scary – you know, because COVID was, a, I think, a really widespread operation where, like, you know, you could see really how brainwashed and, like, tr you know, programmed people are. Because before COVID, I'm going to admit, I didn't think that people would go that far, you know, as to, like, think yeah. of you as not human or think of you as evil or, you know, yeah. <laughs> basically, like, you're not vaccinated. That's equivalent to you killing grandmas, right? <laughs> Oh, it was that. That it was absurd. That whole thing was just you know, ridiculous. And, and but but I have a feeling though they might go back there again, right? Because they're going back to masks now. Luckily in Texas, you probably won't have to deal with that stuff. But I'm okay. in I'm in crazy commie form here, man. So Jay, let me let you let me get to the next call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for calling. I appreciate you, it, man. Okay, thank you. All right, who's next on the line here? Who's next? Uh, is this Sarah? How are you? Hello, how are you doing today, sir? Yeah, how are you? Yeah, so um, I, I, first off, I'm a Democrat, and I've heard a lot of, like, you know, some negative things regarding um, California. And um, in answer to Jay, I was kind of wondering, um, Jay, are you a dog shit eater, too, you bitch-ass dog shit? Never yeah, I think it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's part two. I will always be calling you every day, nigga, and I'm getting my friends to call you too. Jerry, Jerry. You're never going to know. You'll never know. Yo, Yeah, it's Jerry, my nigga. It's I Jerry know. from yesterday, nigga. The, 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 uh, the lunatics. Hey, Daniel, the lunatics are running the asylum. The lunatics are running the asylum, but he's so stupid. I knew he was Jerry. He has the same avatar. He just changed his name like five <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> That's some really pathetic trolling. <laughs> yeah, Jerry was better last time. At least last time he strung me along for about five minutes. You know, he didn't even do that this time. I thought he might have at least some something interesting to say before he said that. But I knew it was, you know, he thinks I'm going to, you know, <laughs> What's amazing is that what Jay said is really true. And Daniel, you've, you and I have talked about that stuff in the past, the way people felt they, 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 they felt they had the uh, cojones to say, oh, I want you out of my life uh, for the next six months to one year, and then I'll bring you back in when I decide it's time. And people just went along with that shit. And I think that was, that was the beginning of this problem. Yeah, I re I really liked um, your caller, Jay. He had a um, a kind of tapped him into a vein that he um, isn't often tapped into on your show, and, and it's the uh, the personal um, 
aspects of what's happened over the last three years down to friendship level. Um, and, um, and, and I related to you a, a dating experience <laughs> yeah. that, that I'd recently had, which just, you know, kind of blew me away because, you know, I was thinking that most people were over this and have, have been, uh, three, you know, it took three years, but I thought most of them had been educated on these very simple matters of uh, immunology and infectious disease. And, but no, that's not the case. Um, um, can, can I relate quickly to your audience with what happened on, on my uh, my date? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Jay mentioned dating, so you, yeah, I know you have a you have a similar story, don't you? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm on this date, and you, you know, kind of what my my dating life has been been like. You know, lots of uh, lots of uh, Match.com uh, uh, interactions, and when you meet them, they they look and act like nothing that resembles their profile. But I finally hit on this one woman that she looked just like her profile and and the first day we were on saturday really sweet person didn't ask me any you know bizarre covidian type questions there was nothing of that going on um so we made a um second date for, for monday night because she was going to be in the city to see her son so um, i met them over uh in north beach and um I met her son was a really nice guy um just had you know 15 minutes of interaction with, with the three of us and then he went on his way and we went for a walk and we were joking around and just having a fun time and laughing. And for some reason, she asked me, so are you vaccinated? And I said, no. And she goes, why not? And I said, because for a healthy person, there's absolutely no reason not to. And then she drops it and the mood changes all of a sudden. And she's still laughing, but there's this kind of a hesitation in the laughter. And, and you know, there's this slight bit of a distance that started forming. And then when I walk her to her car just to say goodnight for the evening, um, I, I give her a hug. And, and then she says, this vaccination thing, is that a political thing? And I said, <laughs> and I said what are you talking about? And she goes, well, did, did you vote for Trump? <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I dislike Trump immensely, but um, I voted for Hillary the first time and I voted for Trump the second, second time. And if you'd like to hear, I'll explain to you why. And she says, kind of sheepishly, says, okay. So I explained to her why. And it basically came down to the fact that um, Trump was trying to tap down on the hysteria. And that was the right thing that should have been done. And everybody by now should know that that was the right thing that should have been done. And she kind of, you know, just had this weird reaction to this. And it's just like, why, why, why is there any doubt whatsoever that you know whether she likes Trump or not, and whether she would have voted for him or not, why is there any doubt whatsoever that it was the right thing to do to try to tamp down on this hysteria as, as Trump did many times, many occasions? I mean, there's the famous the famous one where uh, the uh, the Democrats pilloried him over something he didn't actually say. It was he went to visit a hospital with mm -hmm. um, a few COVID patients. And I, I can't remember how many there were there. I think there might've been a dozen. And he said, yeah, today there's a dozen. Um, in a few days, there'll be six. And by the end of the week, they'll all be gone. And everyone started, you know, the Democrats, oh, Trump thinks that COVID is going to go away in a week. And that's not what he was saying. He was talking about, yeah, most people, everybody's gonna recover from this, you know, it's no big deal. And, um, and instead, you know, it just went nuts. So back to the back to the date. Um, fast forward a day later, and she sends me this um, text message 
and she's and she's basically saying that you know uh, we're, we're, um, you know we we basically be a good pair and everything except for one thing, <laughs> and she 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 you know views me as as being this. Um, I can't, I, can't, I can't recall or even verbatim what the text was. I'd have to look that up. But she, she's basically um, breaking this off after our second date um, simply because uh, of, of a, that I voted for Trump, um, even though I told her that I, I am a liberal and have been a liberal my entire life and that what I see the Democrats having done these th last three years is extremely illiberal. And even despite that, she, she, she breaks this thing off to me. Now, you know, it was just, you know, I was kind of thinking anyway, anyway, as this date was going along, even though I was thinking, you know, this, this really isn't going to work out for me. But when she did that, it, it was just like, oh, that really stuck in my craw. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and <clears throat> it, this is the thing with, uh, that's another problem with living in an area like San Francisco is that you're not going to get a diverse you're not going to get a diverse population of women there when it comes to politics. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a problematic thing. As Jay said, if you lived in somewhere like Houston or Dallas, while they probably, they skew democratic and liberal, you're going to have probably a 40% chance of getting someone who agrees with you. And you'll never have that in San Francisco. So that really limits your chances even more, right? Cause now you got to worry about pic photos and politics. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so here's, here's the text that she wrote. Hi, Daniel. After speaking on it, I have decided our political differences don't set us up for success. My social experiences as a woman and those of my Asian, Mexican, and bisexual friends and family since Trump came on the political scene have been disheartening and repulsive. I really enjoyed getting to know you. You're, you're interesting, warm, super sexy. There we go. And I wish you all the best. And so I wrote back to her and said, hey, I'm a liberal. I've been a liberal my whole life. Democratic Party became liberal and I left it. And I said, sounds like you don't understand what happened these last three years, but I guarantee you will. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I pretty much left it at that. And um, yeah, so it's just, you know, bizarre. My social experiences as a woman, what, what does this, any of this have to do with me? This, the weirdest thing is that these people are, are making these connections, these, these, not not guilt by association, but that these virtual connections between me and Trump, it, it, just because of a vaccination, it's the weirdest freaking thing. Well, the problem also with with places like San Francisco is that people have such a they live in such a bubble they don't have as once again Jay was saying in places like Texas, even in Democrat run cities, they don't have a diversity of friends. You see. They don't have a diversity of culture, and they're so close-minded. I mean, they think they're open-minded, but they're not. They're fake virtue signalers. They're not open-minded at all. They're the most close-minded, bigoted people around. For the same reason that, let's say, white people down south in the 50s were very bigoted. People who weren't around, who didn't grow up with black people, right? People who only grew up with people of their own kind tended to be bigoted towards other people. And that's the kind of social bigotry, she wants to use the word social, social bigotry we have in places like San Francisco, because they only know their own kind. Yeah, which is really bizarre for me, because this, this line about my social experience as a woman, blah, blah, blah. And here I'm thinking, well, well, you know, I have friends that are gay, that are bisexual, that are liberals, that are conservatives. 
thinking, what are these social experiences that you're talking about? And, and, and what, what is she trying to, what kind of message is she trying to convey um, by telling me that her, her experiences and those of her Asian, Mexican, and bisexual friends and family, what, 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 on, what on earth does that have to do with me? That's, that's the weirdest thing about this, that this entire rejection was based on a vaccination and that vaccination was connected to this various sundry of, of this litany of, of things and values that she has in her life. When we share those values, that's the weirdest thing about this, this conversation is that she connected the vaccination alone with all these negative things, even though we agree on those things. We agree that gay people and bisexual people and, and Asian people and Mexican people and women should all be treated fairly and with respect. There's no disagreement, but she connected me just by the vaccination status yeah. through, through these people that were anti all of that. And she couldn't even hear the, when, I followed, when I followed up that evening before, before we said goodnight, um, she couldn't even hear anything I said beyond the vaccination status. Yeah. I think the vaccination status and the word Trump, we talk about Trump too, right? Trump derangement syndrome. You know, yeah. the fact that it's a, it's, it, they take it as such an affront that anybody would vote for the horrible, horrible monster of Donald Trump. You know, there you that, go. That, 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 that's all she heard. That's all she yeah. heard. I think vaccination got, is true, yes, yep. but I think all she really she's heard. Got was v, she's got VDS. What is DDS? VDS. Oh, VDS, vaccination derangement. That's another one. Yep. VDS. That yeah, sounds like a. That's like a real. That's, that's not like a real. Sounds like a sexually transmitted disease. Yeah, that's like a real disease. I like that. VDS, yeah. VDS, yeah. vaccination derangement syndrome, and M was MDS to MD. Master. We can have all these different derangement syndromes. Mass derangement syndrome, vaccine derangement syndrome, Trump derangement syndrome, DeSantis derangement syndrome, which is yet to come, but it'll it'll come. And uh, and uh, you know, it's 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 just. It's ridiculous. But once again, these people live in such a vacuum. And because they live in such yeah. a vacuum, they are the most closed-minded, bigoted, prejudiced people. There no shortage of derangement syndromes right now. So I want to leave you with this one thought that kind of ties up all these derangement syndromes into a neat little model or a neat little <laughs> package. And it's this thought. It's been something that I've been touching on um, recently on, on your show. But it's something that's kind of crystallizing my mind right now. It's just that one, one sentence I'm going to, I should be able to get this done. And it's the same models that, that have been used in epidemiology for mm -hmm. uh, predicting the course of infectious disease can be used to model and promote gender ideology, financial Ponzi schemes, the support of war, all of this via the internet. Yeah, right. Those exact same models can be used to manipulate us. Does, any, yeah. does anybody think that they aren't? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, that's, a, that's a very good point. That's a, that's, a, that's a very good point. And I think that it's never, it, it's almost at a point now, I think, where <clears throat> people are, people in places like San Francisco are just lost. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's any getting them back. I mean, it, it, there's no getting them back by now. Remember that same that that woman you you met that woman you met will absolutely one hundred percent positively put masks back on if she's told to. 
understand that. Yeah. So you'd have to you have to go no, out with that too. Yeah. You know. No, no to, to, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I think you know what, Daniel. I'll leave you with this because I want to get to Vlad. But I think, I think in your profile and any any uh, non-Covidian, you know, person without Trump derangements, you know, I'm not even going to say conservative. I know you're not a Republican in San Francisco should put in their profile very simply. I don't talk about vaccinations. I don't talk about COVID. Okay. Uh, I don't talk about masks. I don't talk about, (laughs) yeah, if you, if you want, if you want to talk about any of those things, find somebody else. I talk about, I talk about love and sex. (laughs) Yeah. But but that's, that's, that's not true of me. I I will talk about this. This, this Oh, I know. I know you can't help yourself. (laughs) Well, it's not that I can't help myself. It's something that, that that's changed my life dramatically over the last few years. And how? Yeah, but once again, this goes back to what I've been telling you for a long time and my, my philosophy in life. Settle down every night and then be free the next day. <laughs> then you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Repeat that again? Settle down every night, but then be free the next day. <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. You can just have fun. Just have fun, man. That's it. Life is short. Yeah, well, well, girls just want to have fun, except for this one, I guess. The one that was on <laughs> Monday. Daniel, yeah. have a good Take it easy. Yeah, have a good okay. night, Mike. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, Vlad, how's it going, Vlad? It's going interesting topic. Uh, I like what Jay said and also what Daniel. It's kind of sad that the women, I mean, and it's true what you're saying. If you have a profile front, that way you know, or, or or do what the Italian girls were doing. There was a, I think they were, they could have been tourists, and they had a big old sign on the picture, and it said, "Looking for unvaxxed dick." Straight <laughs> it, just put it out there. put it out there as your profile. Looking for unvaxxed woman, yeah. non-liberal, yeah. all that. Put it, put it right. You know, there. I, put I it out there. I think there'll be a time in the future where people want to admit it or not. But I think it will actually be. I think it'll actually happen once they start to realize how awful these vaccines are. Once they get into your yeah. system, I think there'll be a time in the near future where unvaccinated, like breast milk and unvaccinated semen, is going to be worth a lot in blood. Blood. Exactly. Blood. Exactly. They're going to see the truth now. That now this means that even when when I when you know what I, and and that's good you brought that up, Mike. Thank you. Uh, you know I don't know that I need an operation, but it, it, should I ever need to go under the knife for whatever reason? Uh, that's something to think about too. Blood that has not been tainted with vax with, with the, the vaccine is going to be crucial. That's going yeah. to be another thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. because these these bastards from Davos, these bastards from the WHO, uh, Fauci and, and his gang, Bill Gates, they already knew the aftermath. If we don't get you with the vaccine and you're on vax, we're going to get you at the operating table, or we'll get you, you know, through the spread. Because I do believe that these people, like for example, I have a niece. And she's like a spreader. And I think she's infected her daughter over a month ago. My niece got over the, the flu. And I, I just think that she's a spreader, honestly. She works in the health field. But she's one of those numbskull liberals that believe that, that that you need to go down this road. That's how stupid she is. And and she, I think she, her, her brother told me, with, his, with my nephew, older brother told me, who's not back, told me, my, my sister, I think she got the third and the fourth. That's how extreme she was. Sure. Just, just to keep the job where I'm pretty sure she could have got whatever other job to do that. But that's what she wanted to do. And I mean, it's yeah. just disgusting. I mean, there are people who, you know, it, 
There are people who get every job, everyone. There are people who, yeah. will do, who will do it forever. They'll do it forever. Yeah, and, and, and little by little, they, they're just killing themselves. I don't know if you heard the reports. I think there was an article, Mike, uh, the, you know, from the, from the embalmers, you know, the guys that prepare the bodies for funerals. Yeah. From yeah. the embalmers, they said they've been checking COVID bodies, and they say that a lot of their blood is like rubbery, something abnormal of the abnormals. It's rubbery. Really? That, that, yes, yes. I don't know how true that is. You might want to look it up on your own time. Um, the thing is, if that's true, that is disgusting. No wonder the person's dead. Well, how, how, if your blood is rubbery, how, how's it going to run in your veins? You know? That's true. Oh, not, that's true. You know, that, that's sad. Well, look. I, you know, I, go ahead. No, I just, I just think it's going to be, you know, I, I, think, I think it's going to be very, very bad in the future when they find out exactly how bad these things were. When we start to add up everything, when we start to add up the excess deaths, when we start to add up all the young people who are getting, you know, these, these health issues, the heart issues, myocarditis, and so I think it's just going to be an overwhelming, uh, it's going to be so overwhelming that many people just simply, like they do with masks and everything else, just won't buy it. They'll just, their, their, their psyche won't, their, their, they, their, their, their brains won't let them buy it because they don't want to believe in it. One thing I want to tell you, Mike, is I've been talking with my nephew, maybe this goes around May, April. Mm-hmm. When he, we came to the determination we should just be prepared that it's not going to be rare to, to see family members drop dead. And People we already tra- know how many. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I've never gone through a cycle where I'm seeing stories every day on the internet, on media, social media, and on news of people dying young. I'm seeing it constantly now. This person dies at 45. This athlete dies at 35. This one has a a heart attack on the soccer field. This one died at 50. Every day, I'm seeing more and more stories of people dying young. And, you know, each one on its own is an isolated incident. When these things start to pile up and you see excess death rates start to go up, then you have to start talking about other things. It's just, it's just sad. I mean, I'm, in my mind, I, I know who, who could drop dead way before me. I'm not hoping it on my mom. I know she's on vax. She's 87. I take care of her. We're hoping she makes it to her 90, in her 90s. But the whole thing is to think about my nephew, my nieces, who's like 39, mm. going on 40. Her brother didn't get vax. That's good. He's like you, me, and a lot of the ones that spoke today. And, and just you know, most of my sisters are gone. And my 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 bipolar sister, the youngest, she was at least smart enough not to take it. Mm. My two oldest sisters, uh, 63 and 62, they could go with all her their health problems. And not to mention my 63 year old sister Linda, she could go under the knife, and at any moment too, that's gonna affect her. Uh, now right. that you mentioned all that blood that's been uh, goes to the blood bank. And there's going to be a time where they're going to be looking. We're looking for the unvax, for milk, for blood, for you know. That's going to be a thousand dollar at least, no minimum, just to draw blood at a thousand dollars. That's going to be premium blood. I'm literally going to go every month. I promise you. You know, I'm literally going to go every month. You know, give me my thousand dollars, and I'll give you unvaxed blood, guaranteed. There you and go. I, honestly, the, I think it'll be big money you know? to be made soon. Big money. Exactly, and. You, you know, I'll be honest, uh, Mike, uh, the year before COVID started, like I, I left CBS store at uh, May 20, 2019, the year before COVID. 
under a year actually. And and honestly, I, I the reason I left is because I got the flu very bad, like about four times in one year. And I got that year that I had from the following year, the bad batch for the winter. I got the bad batch, the, the one that didn't work. So I got sick so many times. And I just said to myself, you know what, screw this. I'm, I, I wasn't made to be here to die. Uh, and, you know, there's very responsible, at least the uh, government clinics here in LA County, they, they at least have some kind of uh, glass pane window, you know, at least to, you know, to talk to the client and patient and, and the pharmacy tech clerk. And I just said, you know what, bullshit. Um, yeah. uh, this is not me. And, and I got out of that. I mean, I love doing pharmacy, where, you know, clerk tech a little bit of tech i had lost my license uh i didn't renew it and this is why i didn't renew it too on purpose and and i was like you know every day just in front of people that are just coughing in front of you just dying i was like you know what? bullshit i'll never do medical uh, you know i gotta take care of myself dude i wasn't made to go out of this earth like that you know right so ever since then i haven't got the flu and yesterday when i felt something in my throat I got natural products. I, I took my, that orange product. What do they call it? What do they call it? Uh, I'm not trying to advertise, but I know that. Uh, airborne. I took the airborne. After the airborne, I, I had to gargle Listerine. After Listerine, I had a special herbal spray. I woke up fine. I woke up fine. I didn't wake, you know, and, and, and shit. I was like, oh, shit. Why? Because I went to a restaurant where there was a friend and the very beautiful server, the lady, she, just had confessed to my friend, who's the usual customer there. That's a restaurant I'm going to be frequenting right now with the World Cup coming up, uh, just to look at some games, especially the Mexico game. Mm-hmm. And my friend, you know, the lady said that, a very beautiful 30-year-old, she said, I'm, uh, I, I'm just getting over the, the, the cough. So I was like, I don't know if it's you, but I'm already beginning to feel something. So when I got home, later on in the evening, I was like, damn, I feel this something in my throat. I'm like, I got to kill that shit now. Before yeah, I mean, there are, the there are definitely flow. homeopathic ways to do these things. I mean, there's yeah. vitamin C, there's vitamin D, yeah. there's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm big on apple cider vinegar. Gummies, oh, these right here, my man, right here. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. So, that works wonders, you know. But you know what? These things, don't make, these things don't make billions of dollars for big farm of land. These things don't make exactly. billions of dollars for big farm of land. That's, that's the difference. That's the big difference. That's why they hate us. Yeah. That's why we're hated. That's why you and I are hated to the core yeah. because we don't play their game and we know better and, and we're greater than them in that. You know, we don't play. It's kind of like what William Bonatati was saying that his own father, when he worked with a, a pharmaceutical company, he said he left when he was eight years old, but he goes, he worked with them and he confessed, don't, you don't have to go to the pharmacist. You don't have to get medication. It's right. Herbal. All the medicines come from herbal. That is a fact of life. Yep. Yeah. You know, they're Glad. just not honest enough to tell us. Glad. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Let me let you go. I'm going to oh. wrap up the show here. Oh. Sure. Thanks. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks, Vlad. I appreciate it. Um, okay. Um, what I do want to just touch on, I guess, things that I'll touch on. And tomorrow night, I, I should be back on. Uh, Friday night show should be back on my regular East Coast time that I've been on here. 11 p.m. Uh, Eastern time and uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, like I said, it was just a crazy, crazy time tonight because I was at the Fox, uh, nation Patriot awards, but the Sam Bankman fried was freed, but now he's fried. This guy was the number two democratic donor, the, the, uh, crypto guy, um, the number two democrat donor who was stealing this money in the Ponzi scheme and gave $40 million of it about. Suppose I should say allegedly, right? Don't get sued. Um, $40 million of it 
to the Democrats in this last in this last uh, election. Think of that forty million dollars could could have been the difference, right? Could have been the difference between one Senate seat, two Senate seats. Now, this is the problem with these huge donors. That's the major problem. I mean, you know, the right will have every the Republicans have every right to come at the Democrats on this one. But this is the problem with having these huge mega donors. These huge mega donors simply should not be allowed. It shouldn't be legal for one person to funnel $40 million to a party. It, sh- it, sh- it should not be allowed. That's the problem, that people can buy politics. And then from time to time, there will be a nefarious, evil criminal person who does this. And that criminal is then buying politics. They should not be able to do that. Just the way, just the way, and we'll, we'll talk more uh, on future shows, maybe even tomorrow night about, about Mr. Bankman Fried. But um, it, it, this is the problem with this when you have someone like Nancy Pelosi who goes into politics. You know, Nancy Pelosi, another story everyone knows by now, she said she's not going to run for, uh, for the leader, for the minority leader. Um, and she's basically didn't say this, but my, my feeling is that she's just going to be a regular congressperson now after being Speaker of the House. And she was minority leader, then back and forth Speaker of the House and, and, uh, and, uh, and such a high-profile person that at 82 – She's going to spend the next two years just being a regular old congressperson on the same level as AOC, basically, that she won't run for re-election again in 2024. This will be the last hurrah for Nancy Pelosi. She'll go out the door along with Joe Biden. But Nancy Pelosi, all all these Democrats are putting up these wonderful, glowing, oh, the best ever. Oh, what a hero. What a champion. She became rich. She made $100 million dollars. In office, how do you make a hundred million dollars when your salary is like under two hundred thousand a year? How do you make a hundred million dollars in office? Okay, that's all she did. She became very wealthy off our backs. That's what Nancy Pelosi did, right? That's what Nancy Pelosi did. She became very wealthy off our backs, the backs of the people. And she hasn't been a real congressperson in a very long time. She doesn't do anything for San Francisco. People even forget that, you know, people forget that San Francisco is Nancy Pelosi's district because it doesn't matter what her district is. She doesn't do anything for her district. She's never been, like I said, she hasn't been an actual congressperson in a very long, 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 long time. Maybe just right at the beginning, she represented San Francisco. But she has represented herself for the last 20 years. She's made herself wealthy for the last 20 years. That's 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 Nancy Pelosi's legacy. That you can become very wealthy. You can become very wealthy being in Congress, and of course, never ever be called on the carpet for it. Never ever be called uh, corrupt for it, which is what it is. We know that's corrupt. We know it. Um, and now there's even more. Go here. Harry Truman said. Harry Truman said, "Show me a man." Or woman, I guess. Of course, back then they just said man. But man or a woman that gets rich by being a politician, and I'll show you a crook. And he's right. Harry Truman was right. That's basically all Nancy Pelosi did, was make money for herself, get wealthier. Um, evidently, there was also some uh, body cam footage on the Paul Pelosi thing, which I have not seen yet. Like I said, it's been a very busy day for me. 
I'll try to find it. But we know that Paul Pelosi opened the door now. The body cam footage shows the cops show Paul Pelosi opening the door, going against, going against the report. I believe that it was they, they opened the door themselves. That they opened the door themselves. So now Paul Pelosi opened the door. So now that we know that Paul Pelosi opened the door, now we know why that NBC News item was pulled and the reporter was suspended. Because what did that reporter report? That Paul Pelosi opened the door and then went back towards his attacker, put attacker in quotes, instead of going out the door or towards the police. So now we know that report was right. That report was right. He said Paul Pelosi opened the door. And now we know that Paul Pelosi opened the door. So why? Why would Paul Pelosi open the door? Why, why would the attacker, why would, his, why would this guy allow him to go, why would he allow him to go into the bathroom? Why would he allow him to go into the bathroom to make a call? Why would he allow him to open the door to let the police in? And now we know that Paul Pelosi went back towards him. Why would Paul Pelosi go back towards someone who was attacking him that he called the police on? This sounds like what a woman does when they call the cops to a domestic argument. This sounds very much like what a woman does when they call the cops because their husband's beaten on them. Sounds exactly the same thing. 100%. Paul Pelosi called him a friend, and he knew his name was David. A friend. My friend David. How did he know his name, and why did he call him a friend? None of this adds up. And, of course, the media is so utterly incompetent. So utterly incompetent. And, of course, most of them love Nancy Pelosi. So you have to mix that. You, you combine the incompetence in the media with the fact that they all love Nancy Pelosi and kiss her ass. And, of course, they're not going to investigate anything. Of course, they're not going to ask any real questions. Once again... If this was, let's play the if what if game. If this was not Nancy Pelosi, if this was, uh, let's say, Lauren Boebert. Boebert. It was her husband, right? And this happened to him. This would be that the media wouldn't stop talking about this. They wouldn't stop investigating. They wouldn't stop getting to the bottom of it. But no, it's Nancy Pelosi, and she's a Democrat, and she's beloved by the Democrats and the media. And so, of course... Of course, no investigation, no question. It doesn't matter how bizarre it is. It doesn't matter how bizarre things are. It doesn't matter how things keep changing. More and more odd things start coming into the equation. Nah, 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 just little details, little details. doesn't really change the narrative, right? <laughs> Boy, anyone in Buffalo, look at the snowstorm. 70 inches of snow is going to fall over the next 24 hours. 70 inches of snow they expect to fall over the next 24 hours. If anyone's in Buffalo, they probably, if you're in Buffalo, you might not even have Wi-Fi anymore right now. That's an insane amount of snow in 24 hours. It's like, it could be their biggest snowstorm in a long, long time in Buffalo. So if you're in Buffalo, or that Buffalo area, definitely uh, be careful. The Lake Effect Snow is a weird thing. It's a weird thing, really. Is I, I've been to Buffalo. The Lake Effect Snow is so odd. It can you can go a couple of miles away out, like you can go a couple of miles north or a couple of miles south of the band, and this is almost no snow. It can be sunny, 
But if you're in that band, boy, a few miles can be a difference between nothing and five feet. It's crazy stuff. It's so localized. It's really, really insane. Um, and I think that's it. I think I think I should start wrapping up because I've had quite the day, quite the whirlwind day. Um, but I do want to remind everyone that this uh, show uh, airs normally, normally, not not this week, but normally it airs at 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Um, tomorrow night, Friday night show, the final show of the week will air at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, as I am on the East Coast. I am in the free state, the free state of Florida, the wonderful, free, and open, sunny, warm state of Ron DeSantis, the state of where, what? What did he say? The state where wokeness goes to die. That was, the, that was one of the greatest things I ever heard. The state where wokeness goes to die. Okay, well, we'll end on that note. I want everyone to thank you for listening. Um, my name is Mike Achopoli. The show is called And Let's Be Heard. Have a great night, and I'll see you right back here uh, tomorrow night.